Rita, welcome. Hello. Hello, welcome. I just changed it. You may have noticed. Look at the name. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> it brings a tear um, to as, my eye. Yeah, I know. Um, just as a warning before we get into it, um, obviously, Jacob, you already know, but to everybody listening, I do have mild threats, if I swear or accidentally say anything that offends anyone, just as a warning. Um, so I'll probably just give an introduction. So this is a new podcast called Mr. and Mrs. K9. So I'm Mrs. K9, and then I have Jacob. Hello, sup, fellow K9. I'm the above K9, Mr. <laughs> K9. Hello. <laughs> oh my god, I'm already hiccuping. <laughs> I don't know what you want to. I think got a lot to talk about. I think we've got obviously you want to talk about Apex mm. and your the new updates and what we kind of learned from the podcast yesterday. We've got talking about the Xbox and the new PlayStation, mm. and then we've just got a few other bits here and there, just general kind of gaming bits. So I don't know if you want to start because you're a bigger Apex fan than me. Mm. Just start with them a little bit oh, about your main. Oh, goodness, putting me in the spotlight, right. Um, well, okay, yes. Uh, a lot of... We've, well, there's been a lot of updates regarding um, Apex recently, haven't there? Um, there's been quite a lot. Do you want to talk about Rafe? Mm, yeah. Seems to be sure. Mm, the, the, yeah, the Rafe is... Oh, firstly, for those of you who either watch my streams or watch my YouTube channel, Rafe is my main. She has been for a... Well, well pretty much... Um, well, it's quite quite later in actually. Uh, season zero started with Lifeline. Then I got then later on I got off Lifeline and I decided to play Wraith because I I unlocked a legendary skin for her. Um, so I and I re really, I really liked it. So I was like, you know what? I I like this skin. I'm gonna start playing this character. And I got really really into um well how she played and everything. And that's kind of how that started. And a lot of stuff has happened with Wraith. So I'm kind of gonna go through a little bit of her like you know everything that her her uh, general you know, character has gone through in terms of, like, updates and reworks that they have done. Um, so originally, when she first started out, she could instantly phase and avoid damage for a few seconds while in phase. She had an ultimate, and she could move faster while, you know, while setting a portal. She was very powerful. She was one of the most picked legends. I remember even on week one, before I started playing her properly, this is back during season zero, I remember she was one of the top pick rates obviously i was playing lifeline at the time but she was she's always been the top picked legend she has always been that you know she has always been on the top spot and the devs tried to convince people to stop playing her after uh the grand soiree update back in series three where they uh pretty much nerfed her portal setting speed they um, nerfed her tactical to the point where I think, if I remember correctly, wasn't it like 35 seconds? Like they literally, they literally um, made it go from because I believe the original cooldown was 20 seconds, and then they brought it up to 35 seconds. And jumping in on that quickly, um, you're right about that because I remember them saying for season seven, which obviously we're currently <laughs> I have a dick. <laughs> Sorry. Um, on Rafe is still top of the most played um, mm, yeah. people. So I think the top five at the minute, if I remember rightly, for season <clears throat> seven is 
Wraith, Horizon, Octane, Lifeline, and who was the other one? I think, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it was also, yeah, it was Bloodhound. I believe it was Bloodhound, Bloodhound as well that yeah. was the top pick. So it was Wraith, Bloodhound, Horizon, Octane, and Lifeline. So she is still the top exactly. of the, yeah. And uh, so they, they tried to, and then they tried to bring her back because people complained about it. And I remember, I think I don't know. Yeah, it was actually. It was the Lost Treasures collection event where she got a slight nerf to her tactical where it took a few seconds to actually, for her to actually go into phase. And she'd even slow down during that time before she'd go into it. But they also made it so she had increased speed when she went into her phase. They lowered her, her tactical cooldown from 35 seconds to 25 seconds, which honestly I think was a lot better. But they also lowered the distance her portal setting could go to, uh, which a lot of people didn't like. But I personally always thought it was a good idea since the whole point was it was supposed to be um, the whole point of the, of, the ta- of the ultimate was it was supposed to be about repositioning, not about a straight up getaway. So shortening the distance was a good idea. But recently... And this has been a problem for a while now with a lot of legends, like Pathfinder recently received this as well, hitboxes. This has been a problem since pretty much week one of Apex. Uh, the hitboxes have not been okay. And even as a Wraith main now, I can admit that Wraith's hitbox back in the day was not okay. They improved it a little bit recently. Uh, and during the time when they were reworking a lot of the legends' hitboxes, because yeah, reworking hitboxes takes a lot of development time to sort of to sort of make up for the long time it will take to you know, give every legend that has a hitbox issue a new hitbox, they introduced a new passive, which was um, for, the, for the legends like Gibraltar and Caustic, which were easier to hit because they had really gigantic hitboxes, they gave them the buff of um, extra damage intake to where it takes a lot more bullets to actually, you know, down them. Uh, whether have, they have shields on or whether they have, you know, they have no shields on, it takes a lot more bullets to, you know, to, you know, to, destroy their shields or to down them with normal health. Um, and then with the legends like Wraith, they made it so they took an extra intake of damage just to make up for the faulty hitbox. But recently, they've come forward and they have officially confirmed that the next future update in Apex Season 8, I believe, I don't think it's going to be this season, I think it's going to be next season from what I was reading. Feel free to correct me if I'm wrong there, but, I'm, but they have confirmed that she'll be getting a new hitbox. But with that, because she will now be um a lot more easier to hit and a lot more less you know it, the hitbox will be a lot less imbalanced they have also confirmed that she will be taken off the list of those who have the extra damage intake passive so Rafe is getting somewhat nerfed because she'll be easier to hit but they are also removing the shall we say uh the shall we say sort of cripple that they gave her because of the bad hitbox because her hitbox will be a lot better now um and Talking i about characters i think after you spoke about wraith there is one character i think we need to talk about that definitely needs enough and i think you can agree with me on there that that is lifeline oh yes oh yes definitely her um her new passive is not okay in the slightest no it's just kind of ridiculous at the minute i think like it's just it's kind of really stupid. I have encountered this myself in many matches. Ha 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 ha. 
knock knock. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I encountered this the other day. Um, I was fighting someone, and basically, I knocked one person down, and their teammate was a lifeline. They walked in, threw down their like little healing bot, and I got killed mm. because they managed to get the other person back up. I think um, they should have a cooldown, especially if you're in a trio, because you can just knock someone down, revive them, and then it's such a quick cooldown that you can revive someone else. And that happened in my trio match, where she managed to revive both the teammates whilst I was fighting her. So I got her down, but then I then had the two I just knocked down to get down again, and I just found it really unfair, and I, I think you've got a lot to think about this as well. I, I, completely, I completely agree with this. Uh, I have encountered this as um, I have encountered this. So first is first, her old passive was she could revive faster. She still had the bot shield, but um, but it wasn't like it was portable. She still had to go through a revive animation just like every other legend. It's just she revived a lot more quicker. I think that's partly what drew me to her as well back in the day when I was first starting out because, you know, the healer, support, things like that. But anyway, that was her original passive. People said she needed a buff, and I even back then, you know, agreed she did She did need a, um, a like, a buff. And I thought this, 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 um, this ability to portably revive would be because I remember seeing it in the Lost Treasures um, preview and I remember thinking you know that's that this is yes this is what Lifeline needs this is exactly what Lifeline needs and also and I was thinking to myself and also I know that I know that Respawn have this under control they are going to they will in they will make sure that this isn't you know this isn't done uh you know badly they will they will add some tactic to it but I was very disappointed to find out within the first few weeks of playing with her new passive, you know, against lifelines, I was very disappointed to see there was no tact. And there isn't because if somebody gets knocked down, yes, you can do the portable revive. But then if someone gets knocked down again, they can immediately do it. They can just keep on spamming and spamming and spamming and spamming and spamming this revive. And yes, granted, people have the ch people can charge but at the same time it's you know it's it's not really easy because it's well it's so easy to say you know oh um we could just push this but at the same time you've got to remember a shield is being put up because of the bot while she's portably reviving she's able to shoot and then not to mention there could potentially be another in trios i'm talking mostly in trios um just like you said about how there should be a cooldown in trios because in duos is a little bit more little bit more of a workaround with duos because it's literally just two people but with a, in a trios match though you 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 potentially have not only the lifeline but one other teammate stood there shooting while meanwhile they could also hide behind the um they could also hide behind the shield they could hide behind other forms of cut basically it's 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 a good it's a good passive but the fact that there is no cooldown that you could just keep on spamming it i do not like this I've always played these games because I'm a very tactical person. I actually, I love tactical games. It's why I love Battle Royales. I love team-based games like this. I love, you know, the, the team aspect of Apex. I love the tactics and how you have to think on your feet 
it's really, really, really fun. It's another reason why I play games like DBD because of the whole thing of running from the killer or playing the killer. You know, you have to decide what the survivor's going to do next or you as the survivor have to decide what the killer's going to do next while also deciding where you want to run to. It's a very enjoyable thing to do. But with Lifeline, there is no tact. There's no tact in just, oh no, I've been downed, revive. Oh no, I've been downed, revive. Like it's, there's, there's no tact there. And I've been teabagged. No. I've been taunted by people like that. I have been like, I, and it's just because they know it's not okay, but they, they also know it's not going to get changed. And that, that really, really does um, upset me. And I'm very happy to see that she is on the list of most played legends because usually the most played legends get the most spotlight. And granted, most of the time, you know, most played legends don't really get noticed that often. Like usually it just means they're, they're just being played a lot but the but like the fact that she's on there and they are saying that lifeline changes are coming shows that respawn are listening they have acknowledged this and what i'm she I'm, has come down a little bit in the list not many people play her as much like she's not even in the top five anymore so hey wahoo! oh yeah she's so definitely gone down are, yeah like the she's new legend are coming up quite down. a lot like Ryzen for a new legend is now third in the top five played so mm. that just shows how much like people are enjoying her and like i was the same as you i used to play lifeline as my main obviously i've now switched to bloodhound um which i think bloodhound at the minute is actually pretty good i can't really find any fault with him at the minute I don't know if you have any faults with him, but I just feel like he's good where he is. There's definitely not a fault with him. I think he's I think he's the best he has ever been. And as for Horizon, you bring up Horizon, I would just like to say how impressed I am with Respawn because we have had six seasons prior. <laughs> and within these six seasons prior, we have always had new legends. And the six Yeah, legends season before, six. And the six legends before have always come with issues. Octane was good when he first came out, but he had some issues. He definitely needed some changes. Watson, when she came out, was honestly pretty bad. I'm not gonna. I am. I am. Oh, yeah. Like season two's Watson, when she first came out, it she was barely played. People were expressing how they loved the new map. They loved the new hub ups. Like back in the day when disruptors were still in the game. Which oh my god that was uh, that was one hell of a meta but um, but like they were they were saying about how all that was great but the new legend was so underwhelming I mean people were also disappointed by the L star but that's that's a discussion for another time but but um, but they, they they nobody liked Watson and then Crypto came along obviously Crypto through these recent seasons have has received a ton of buffs barely been nerfed at all because Crypto was so you know empty in his base kit he needed changes same with Revenant. You know, Revenant had loads of restrictions. Like, remember back, remember back before the Lost Treasures um, event. Remember yeah. when his totem actually had a limit to how far you could go as a shadow, and now there is no limit to that. Like, no. Every legend, uh, every single legend, even you got them, caught. Oh. Mm, every single legend, every single legend up till you know Horizon, like even Lobra and Rampart, especially Rampart, have all had issues to the point where they they needed changes they needed some kind of a buff but horizon i'm gonna say this right now her passive brilliant her tactical brilliant ultimate somewhat needs a buff she's one of the best but i think still good and i season six got a lot of ugh, 
Like, I can even admit, like, I told you on so many occasions, I just found it so lackluster and so, like, I was was so disappointed. But, like, this season is one of the best seasons I've done. And I think that's why, like, now looking back at it, that's probably why season six wasn't great, Mm -hmm. because they were focusing so much on improving this one. And the fact that they've now got this like new map and new legend i think they've absolutely nailed it there's actually a little bit more to it as well you see actually season six was actually meant to be season seven they wanted to actually bring yeah. out the new map in uh season six but it was filled with so many bugs and obviously the whole covid thing happened so the respawn devs had to literally vacate the studio and they had to literally work from home And because of that, they couldn't, obviously, under those conditions, because what people, you know, people obviously don't realize, obviously we know, but what most people don't realize is working from home is really hard. It's really, really hard to, you know, work from home for a lot of people, and especially for game developers, because they are literally having to move their entire developing engines and how they are, you know, developing games into computers that, may not necessarily, like, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure they do have gaming PCs and things that can handle that kind of hardware, but they, they're not necessarily, shall we say, um, not necessarily, shall we say, built for full-on game developing kit, especially not a multi, you know, by this point, multi, I'm pretty sure multi-billion, you know, dollar flipping uh, Battle Royale game, because I'm pretty sure that is how much they're 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 getting from the game so they had a lot of they had a lot of issues and so due to that season six like here's a fun fact season six actually the the map changes we got for world's edge were literally done they were they were last minute put in with only two weeks to spare before season six started like respawn working from home actually made an effort to somewhat try to add something cool to season six with the new legend, you know, just to, to make up for the fact that we're missing out on a whole new map. And, you, and I'll, I'm going to say this right now, I, as much as I don't really like the map changes they did for C, for like season six's World's Edge, I'm not going to say they're, I'm not going to stand here and say that they are all bad. I definitely do think they did do, they did, they did do very well with the map changes, but the problem was season six, barely any, you know, collection events happened. They were actually planning on two collection events, if I remember correctly, because obviously there was the Caustic heirloom and then there was also the Bangalore heirloom, which did get cancelled later on, but the Bangalore heirloom was in the files. It was ready. There were two collection events set up for both these heirlooms, but obviously they just, they kind of overstretched themselves. And in the end, only one collection event happened, which was, of course, the aftermarket event, which brought in Caustic's hammer, you know, and things like that. And I agree with you completely. Season seven, like, I'm so happy they delayed the new map till the next season because it is, it has become my new favorite map. I love it. It's, 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 it's unlike, um, unlike, because the thing is, Kings Canyon was very much built for assault and snipers. World's Edge, more so snipers than assault. And when you're making a battle royale map, you can't just favor one gameplay style. I wouldn't even be happy if there was a map made that favored mostly assault over snipers. I would want a balance because in Battle Royale, you sometimes are forced to work with guns you may not usually work with. And if you make a map that almost favors people of a particular, you know, gun type, 
that's not good to me. So I, 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 I think with this map, they've got places that you can snipe from. They've got places you can assault rifle from. Mm. They've just got so many good places. Exactly. Like Brilliant. I do find it like a bit annoying where you can, where there are nearly every building you can climb onto the roof now. So that gives the other team if you're lower than them, obviously an advantage. Mm. But I like the fact that they've got like they've put those big billboards in the way because it's a wall but then obviously you've got to think tactically and you've mm. got to like make sure that you're not like running headfirst into it or I think there was a match I did where my team stupidly we got stuck on hey potato we did not get stuck on a potato mm. <laughs> um, we got stuck in the storm and the circle was literally half of the billboards so we were on one side and they were on the other side but we couldn't get to each other because the storm had closed around it so we were both just stuck <laughs> and like they ended up winning because the storm favored their side and our side and we couldn't because it was like round four storm mm. we had no chance to get to them so i think it's Kind of the storm circles have been quite weird where they've been ending. Yeah, but they have. Been. I kind of like that. I do. Yeah, I do like. Been... I do like that. It's definitely dynamic. Hey, I'll tell. I'll tell you this as well. Like, I'll tell you this as well. This is something as well that I've been wanting to bring up as well. Something massive that was brought into season seven, which I'm going to be honest here. I, I hands held high. I never thought they would introduce to Apex, and that's the Trident. I never thought they would bring in a vehicle into Apex. I was genuinely surprised by this and also excited, but also scared for one reason, because vehicles have always, in my opinion, never belonged in a Battle Royale setting. We have seen it in PUBG and more recently with Fortnite, how they can be so easily used to cheese victories, how you can run people over, they, they, people can take damage from them. Like that's not that's something I'm I'm gonna say right now I have never been happy with. So when I saw this vehicle, I was like, my dick. I remember, yes, exactly. I was exactly <laughs> like that. <laughs> no, but I remember when I saw this no, vehicle, vehicle. I was thinking. I always thought when I when I saw the vehicle, I I thought to myself, okay, are they going to? This is cool. This is a cool idea to be able to navigate a brand new map. And also because Olympus is, in my opinion, one of the biggest maps they have done. So I think bringing in this Trident is a good way to make you know make make you know moving around the map a lot more quicker and also not to mention it's great for quick getaways i've had a lot of clutch getaways because of tridents they are very useful they are a godsend on that map um apart from the current glitch which people could put down octanes oh yeah and you can drive onto it and it'll throw you halfway across the map. There is only one issue with that. You can't control which direction it throws you. So it will just throw you halfway across the map, whichever direction. So there is a current glitch and hopefully they'll sort that out because mm. that's meaning that people could escape easily from battles right now. Potato And the thing is, um, like and the thing is like if they stay in the trident, they don't even have to worry if they fall off the map because the thing is the tridents have a built in game mechanic where if even if you end up falling you know, off the map with the trident, the trident blows up and you get boosted back up into the air and you have a chance to fly back to where there is a safe land, there's a safe landing. So even then, if they ended up like literally off the side of the map, they'd even then have a chance to fly safely, you know, back and things. 
So even then, it's like people could say, oh, but it's not that bad because what if they just ended up falling off the side of the map? It's like, nope, the tridents aren't built like that. <laughs> they're built They're built with a built-in uh, second shards um, airlift just in case. <laughs> so, so I think the last thing, obviously, just to talk about before we move on to other things in Apex is the holiday bash. Yeah. So I'm going to let you do an introduction to that i'm going to quickly go grab some water oh, yeah. um because i ran out i'll let you do an introduction to it and just talk about it i will do i'll put it on my heart i'll put it on my host voice list so guys the hollow day bash started back during last year in 2019 no, i'm gonna stop doing that but anyway the the holiday bash event was is nothing new it was something that was introduced back during season three during uh, December of 2019. I believe it was late November 2019 to the end of December 2019. And it was a collect and it was- I'm back. Hello, and it was a collection event which uh, brought in uh, Pathfinder's boxing gloves, which I now have, um, by the way, that's one of the heirlooms I own now. Um, <laughs> not funny, <laughs> not fair. <laughs> and um, I'm not happy with it. I don't, it's not one of the nicest looking heirlooms, but anyway. Um, but like, it was a collection event, and with this collection event, there came brand new skins, brand new, yeah, all Christmas themed, of course, and it also came with a brand new game mode, which is, I'm going to say it right now, is me and um, my fiance here's one of my, me and my fiance's favorite LTM oh, ever done, and that is the Winter Express. Oh my god. My dick? I love the Winter Express. <laughs> Oh, yes, I agree that it is one of the best maps. Like, it's brilliant. I, I think, you know, I always say with these events, for some reason, Gibraltar is always getting the best skins. <laughs> I wish that the other legends would get as good skins. <laughs> is it Gibraltar, Rafe, Revenant, or uh, uh, what's, the, what's the name? Or what? Caustic. Caustic gets Caustic, really good days. ones. Yeah, they're, they're, they're getting them. Mostly Gibraltar and Rafe and Caustic, I'd say. Into, and most recently, Revenant. I just want... I want a really good skin for Bloodhound. Like, I think this season... Mm, well, this I agree. Yeah. I love the fact I'm not a Gibraltar main, but I do love his big bear like outfit. Like I think that is pretty cool. Like I'm not a big fan this season, uh, this year. I've noticed potato fucker. Um, <laughs> that Rafe, it just looks like a normal skin with just a different style, so it's not that big. Mm. Uh, same for Bloodhounds, but Loba. Oh my god. Oh my Loba goodness. is finally getting a good skin like I, I think you've got something to say about this because oh my god she's an ice queen and she's beautiful <laughs> <laughs> finally like her aftermarket skin was good yes but it felt but too this one, I think, yeah this one i think is the best one they've done that has been a lot of high praise for it there's been a lot of people very very happy for it mm. so i'm quite excited obviously that comes out on the first of december so you haven't got long to wait for it oh i can oh i cannot wait for it to start because winter express is my favorite i also did a video on winter express actually last year i actually uploaded it on christmas day and uh and uh, me and the uh, me and uh, me and me and the lads are definitely going to be making a sequel to um to that. So look forward to that. But that's that's for another that's another topic. Wink, 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 <laughs> peeks. But anyway, I mean, just in general, I'm looking forward to playing it again because even outside of video making, it was 
a ton of fun to play. Like I remember I have these really nice fond memories when I was having some of my more trickier nights. And sometimes I do when I have tricky nights, um, go on Apex or something like that, or some kind of an online game, or sometimes I just play Spyro if I'm really stressed. But I remember going on to Apex. And the thing is, Apex, while it does help, it's not necessarily the kind of ideal game you want to play when you're already mentally stressed. So sometimes normal games, uh, even though they're casual, can sometimes get to the point where it's like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. But with Winter Express, oh my goodness, I'm, I remember just staying up late for many hours playing that game with um, Amaya, who is one of my co-stars. Some of you um, who watch the channel will know, who watch the channel on my end will know Amaya as one of my main co-stars who more recently joined the team. Uh, I remember I would play that constantly with, uh, with Amaya and I never felt stressed. I never felt you know, down or in any way, like I, I wanted to get off the game at any point. Every single, even the games where we had those toxic teabaggers or people who would, you know, act really pompous about winning. I didn't care because it was just so much fun to fly down and try to take this trek. Because the whole point of the Winter Express was it's almost like capture the flag, but instead of the there being a flag, you had to capture the train that would travel to these different stations. Every new station had different ter terrain. You had to choose whether to, you know, move around the sides of the train to wipe out all the people, you know, on the train or wipe out the people who are trying to, you know, also get around the sides. And, you know, there it, it was just so much going on. It, it was it was it was so much fun. And and it looks it looks so much more better than ever, because back in the day, in the first one, when you died, you just respawn and you'd 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 just fly back down to wherever you wanted but now there's a little bit more of a challenge because now you respawn onto a ship that literally is flying above the arena and you have to choose what you literally are in full control on where you drop from the ship and then the ship and then it automatically sends you into a short sort of flight path to wherever you chose to jump off and so i think this is going to add a so I like the fact they're bringing back this game mode, but they're bringing back they're bringing in a whole new dynamic to it. This is going to add some challenge. This is going to make it a little bit more refreshing. I I'm just really excited for it. It's it, it's everything that I love about the Winter Express, but with new things, and I am very excited for them. Changes and all, very excited. I agree there. I think obviously that has been quite a lot about. Apex. So, if anybody, hopefully, we will probably most likely talk about it in our next episode or so. something. Um, yeah, definitely. Actually, just a quick story beforehand. Before um, I came on to talk about all this, um, talking about teabagging, um, Turbo, who's one of my closest friends, me and him were doing a duos match. Um, I haven't actually told you this, so this is the first time I'm telling you this. Um, and we landed on that small little floaty island, like that's separate to the rest of the island that you have to get a sip wire. Um, oh, to oh that's, that's the, that's the part of out. Olympus that was leaked, wasn't it? During season six, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that that's was. it. That's it. I thought so. Go on. <laughs> so this guy he was on playstation he was a solo i don't know what happened to his teammate hey whoa potato not box. i sound like a bird <laughs> um and turbo was at one side of the zip line and it was an octane was on the other side of the zip line and this guy started teabagging as like a hint to can i come across um and turbo just teabagged and they were both teabagging and um this guy came across and turbo wasn't sure what he wanted so turbo killed him and this guy basically bear in mind me and turbo are both on xbox um turbo does play playstation as well hey whoa um 
this guy went and found Turbo's PlayStation tag, <laughs> and now him and Turbo are actually now playing together right now while we talk what? because. <laughs> Because this guy um, actually just messaged saying, oh, hey, are you the guy I just teabagged that I want to play with? And that was a beautiful oh, friendship starting so, from each other teabagging so each other. I was expecting some kind of twisted yeah. ending where they, 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 he found no. their account and then he started spamming them with hate, but instead it, it spawned a friendship. That's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> it was just hey, are you okay if I can play with you? Like, if you don't want to, it's fine. But oh. them two are now playing together. So. <laughs> I'm going to DM Turbo for this guy's ID because this guy sounds adorable. I, I might I might, I might, um, try to play with him. <laughs> this guy sounds adorable. Beautiful friendship formed from teabagging in the game. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, is there really any other way to form a friendship in... in, in <laughs> It um, it's quite funny actually because uh, when me and Amaya first met, it's, it's quite funny. Actually. <laughs> when me and Amaya first met, we actually first we actually first met each other because he was playing on Dead by Daylight with uh with um his brother Ryan, uh, who you've also played with before. And uh, I remember um, I was actually I was actually with somebody who I'm not talking to anymore, but you know that's that's besides the point. But I remember we we all played and they were just randoms in the game and they were so funny. Uh, they were so funny in game, even before we were talking to each other. And I remember just thinking, you know what, these guys seem really funny. I'm just going to send them a friend request. And the, and the other person I was playing with was like, oh no, don't bother. They're probably not going to respond. But they did, and then they they joined our party, and that's how it started. And I remember, and I remember it's quite funny because the character that my friend who I was with at the time was playing was Dwight, and uh, he and uh, they were playing. Um, a Dwight with a pink shirt, and I remember they that they kept on saving a mayor and uh, Ryan, and we had this whole running gag where it's like, you are our pink saviour, you are our pink Jesus. <laughs> and that's how, that's how our friendship started, with pink Jesus. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no, that's really cool, actually. So, I think, obviously, the next thing I kind of want to just talk about is, I've got two more things. Um, so, kind of just talk about the fact that recently, obviously this week, the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X was released. So mm. you know more about PlayStation, I know more about Xbox. So I'm not going to say that I'm an expert in uh, Xbox. I'm, well, I'm an expert in 360. I'm not an expert in Xbox One. Definitely not Series X. <laughs> the most I became an expert in 360. No. <laughs> I know a lot more about that. So if I just kind of just start about that obviously you've now got um you're up to on the xbox series x you've got your specs of having up to a thousand uh, 120 frames per second which is actually really really quick you've got yeah that is absolutely insane i do have to say like and this is probably shocking to a lot of people because i'm an xbox person not a playstation person but i do think at the minute playstation 5 is kind of trumping the xbox mm. at the minute for just i think that's just what's going on yeah Whoa, potato. i'm gonna say this There's right now as well i'm gonna say this right now like whenever i say oh playstation's better than xbox or oh this, this is better than that i don't actually mean it i don't actually agree with a uh, console wars i i'm gonna say this right now to everybody who's listening i'm not we're not the kind of people we may wind each other up and always you know pickle each other because obviously my missus she's playing on xbox i'm playing on playstation um, that we may we may be divided in consoles, 
but we but we you know we're not the kind of people to say you know oh this is better or that's better when we're saying something is better it's us saying it from a statistics standpoint not from oh you should be playing this instead just a little disclaimer i could i completely agree i do completely agree though even like as a playstation fan completely unbiased views here i do agree that the playstation we were saying earlier that i think that we that we think the playstation 5 will do better in um performance but in memory some of the graphics mm. for playstation 5 compared to xbox and holy cow the mm. graphics for freaking playstation is straight up just doing better than xbox have minute. you seen like, the miles morales um, the, gameplay with the with the whole yeah, thing of literally the reflections I, in his emblem <laughs> i have seen even for a game such as Fortnite, the graphics that they have done in that holy cow like Fortnite and Apex but in Fortnite they've had so much detail it's Mm. like kind of a cinema graph now and it's kind of like a cinema like scene and it's just the detail and the color in it just I'm looking forward oh my god I'm looking forward because because Mojang did confirm recently they have been collaborating on a secret project with a lot of modders who did a lot of like enhanced graphic mods and the enhanced graphic mods if you guys have seen the videos on minecraft and what those enhanced oh my god they look good so the fact that mojang have confirmed they're collaborating with a lot of people like that and the fact that they have said a playstation 5 edition and a series x edition will come out eventually not immediately really excites me for what they have planned for how minecraft is going to look in the next generation which is very, very exciting, definitely, given who they're collaborating with. Because I've seen the YouTube videos, and to see that actually brought to an official edition of the game, that's going to be awesome. That's going to be that's gonna be really cool to see. Obviously, it may not happen. Maybe I'm reading really far into things, but at the same time, the fact they haven't... Because, I mean, I'm pretty sure we all remember when the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One launched, the Minecraft editions were pretty much day one they pretty much came out the first or month one i should say they pretty much came out within the first month of the consoles launching but this they've confirmed it won't come out immediately it's going to take time so that's why i think that if that makes sense yeah i agree there i think obviously just rounding that up a little bit Mm. um the obviously xbox so many people still have that meme of the fridge going around, which is kind of funny. <laughs> and they actually did make a fridge. If you can't beat the meme, be the meme. <laughs> yeah. Because there has been a lot of reviews where for so long, um, in all the hype up to the Xbox and PlayStation release, um, it was looking on paper that Xbox was going to be better. But uh, since it's come out, it has been like some people have said that the frame rate's actually been better on a PlayStation. Mm. So it's just that it, it was kind of like clever that they were like releasing it similar dates. And I think everyone's been so hyped, but then obviously the only issue is. Is, like they have been sold out everywhere they and have. like they have there's just people can't get hold of them and this has like been one of the biggest releases I think they've ever had. My mate Evander no literally like my mate Evander literally on the <laughs> middle release wanted to get a PlayStation 5 and he he had the money ready. He he'd been saving, I know this that like, he'd been saving and uh, he clicked the order button and they told him, and this was literally on midnight. This was literally, you know, when the consoles were released. 
literally hit order and he couldn't. And it wasn't because they were sold out. It's because the servers were congested with constant people wanting to, um, you know, wanting to get their hands on, um, on an, on a, you know, a PlayStation five and things like that. Dick. So he didn't actually, uh, I know I, what dicks? No, but, um, no, but I, he, um, he, uh, no, but he, he couldn't get one because of just how insane the sales prices are. And I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say as well, talking on console launches as well, I've never been one to think it's a good idea to pick up launch editions because they're always more prone to break because they are literally the first ones out of the factory. And I'm going to say this right now, I never respect how establishments of various, you know, markets, uh, how, how like the paywall they put behind these consoles when they first release is insane. Like, the PlayStation 5's, no, sorry, the PlayStation 4's release when it first came out was like 400, 500, 600 quid, I believe, when it first came out day one. I'm pretty sure. Correct me if I'm wrong there. But the PlayStation 5's day one release, it, it was like 900 to 1,100 pounds for day one release. Yeah. That may not even break. And I just think that, you know, they've always, you know, prices when consoles first release, especially first editions have always been extensive, but that this to me, even with the Xbox series X, which I'm pretty sure it was even more than 1,100. I'm pretty sure. I just think. No, I've played between 600 to 700. Mm, but like, even so, like every launch edition of a console, like especially PlayStation's prices have been so extensive this time around. And I know those prices will go down eventually, which is, I know that, I know, but it's the fact that these different various store brands, that they, they, they still put these insane prices over them. I, oh goodness, I never, no, I've never been behind that. What do you think though, on the, on the pricing that it was given, like, upon first? I did I think I thought they were between five hundred and seven hundred. Uh, not the uh, Xbox Series X. The not the not the no sorry not the PlayStation Five. They were like nine hundred to one thousand one hundred, and that's like and those were like uh those were like pri- the places like at Walmart and stuff from what I was reading. Like not here, but not local UK, but US prices were, oh, were yeah. going through the absolute roof. Same with the Xbox Series X as prices at Walmart and just other. And not just Walmart. I'm 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 referring to Walmart because that's like one of the main go-to places to buy stuff in America. But there were and GameStop mm, and GameStop. I, oh God, GameStop was awful. Like they were. I'm pretty sure they were charging at one thousand three hundred for a PlayStation Five, and that's the disc edition. The the digital edition was like one thousand one hundred because everyone assumed the digital was the go-to one, so they put a cheaper price on it. <laughs> The one thing that did annoy me with the lease was they weren't restricting the amount a customer could buy. No. So there has been a lot of people that has like brought like ten or like ten maybe, and then they are selling them for higher, higher price. And That's I think insane. they should have put a restriction on it to like one or two yeah. per household something like that because mm. there has been a lot of outrage because people have like been posting pictures of oh did you get a playstation oh i guess not and then they'll be, they'll have like a wall of like 10 or 20 and it's like that's kind of unfair it's also because unfair because of covid think- 
COVID, COVID, like everything has gone so down in supplies as well, right? So even then, it's like I do agree there should have been restrictions. Potato, fucker, 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 potato rock. That was beautiful. that was beautiful. <laughs> that was that was the most beautiful thing I've ever. It was like an angelic song <laughs> of joy. <laughs> Actually, talking about um, PlayStation Xboxes, like um, obviously coming out because we're coming to the end of 2020. Mm. Have you got free? What are your free games that you're most excited for next year to come out? Okay, throwing you on. Okay, well, firstly, if we're talking in terms of, because thing is, I can't really put uh, put uh, they could be in. Okay, cool. Well, my most hyped games, honestly, firstly, my number one hype, even though this has released, but I'm going to be, and I am going to be getting it technically for PlayStation 4 by the end of this year. So I don't know if it will count, but I'm still going to put it on there. Spider-Man on Miles Morales. I cannot wait for that game. That's a brilliant... That's not coming out next year, you know. Yeah, but even so, it's 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 near. <laughs> okay, but if I had to pick talking about coming out next year, coming out next year. If I had to come up talk about things coming out next year, uh, Halo Infinite. That's already a go-to for me. Um, that's already a massive hype, and one of the main reasons at the moment, one of my main motivators for wanting a Series X as well as a PlayStation Five. I'm going to be getting a PS Five first, of course, but Halo Infinite is. I mean, Halo is always my reason for getting a new Xbox. Like, I didn't really want an Xbox One until Halo 5 was announced. And I was like, okay, sold. Don't care how long it takes. Don't even care if I get it. Literally, before the Xbox Series X, like, well, the next Xbox is announced, because back then I didn't know the name. I was like, yes, this is my reason for getting it. But that's one of mine, Halo Infinite. Uh, let me think. Oh, gosh. What, what else am I looking for? Oh goodness gracious me! My my, you know, I am having a bit of a mind fart right now. Do you want to say what my favorite three are? Oh yes. So I'm excited for Breath of Wild Two to come out. Breath of the Wild like, Two. That is. Are you talking about the one for Switch? Yep, the Legend of Zelda. Because I want to get a Switch. Because even though there was like obviously, it's one of the greatest games that they've done. It's beautiful. It's, like, it's a beautiful. After, like, they did have little faults here and there with obviously um, the repetitive en- enemy types, yeah. the rain mechanics, your heart's not fitting over two bars. Like, that was obviously a little bit of a fault they had. But I think I'm just excited that um, for the next one, especially with Ganondorf, I'm hoping he returns. I am very, very excited me, as a big me, Zelda fan myself. Me and the missus have always I, been big fans of uh, Zelda. Just so you know, guys, we love we love the Zelda franchise. I remember when well, I remember when Breath of the Wild was first confirmed, and I was with her. She cried just like I did. <laughs> When the yeah. first and then I'm also excited, same as you, for Halo Infinitive. Obviously, as you know, recently oh, yeah. I've been a big, big fan. I think people that have been following me on Twitter will notice that I have been posting a lot of Halo content. I am mm. very, very excited. And then I think the next one that I am kind of... I think my last one, actually, that... I'm excited for is the next Final Fantasy. Yes. I don't know how to feel. Yeah, Final Fantasy 16. I can't believe they're now on 16, but 
I have, obviously, as you know as well, it's like another one that I have been really getting into. Like, yeah. I've really been going back over and I've started playing them again from the start. So I'm very, very potato fucker. Whoops. <laughs> Final Fantasy. Um, sorry. Something that yeah. excites me. That and the second part. That and part two of Final Fantasy VII, I think, is definitely one of my most hypes as well because they did part one of Final Fantasy VII. Uh, this they they released that I believe uh, yeah earlier this year they they did they released Final Fantasy VII Part One beautiful remaster yeah. of a beautiful I game. I think with Halo I think there's a lot more esports going around it. I think esports is getting a lot more into games, and I think one of the um like Halo I think you no know, I've just been like really getting into playing the multiplayer and stuff so that's like one mm. of the biggest things that has come around is a lot of more esports and I think that's obviously due down to the COVID because so many people have been stuck indoors that they've just been gaming and like a lot more opportunities have come up hey potato mm. it's a it's a brilliant so your yeah. favorite free games uh excited for next year now I've told my three, I'll let you. You've already said Halo Infinitive. Halo Infinite, yes. Uh, Halo Infinite, that's already a one that's already uh, one of them. Um for me, it's gotta it's got to um in terms of like games that have been recently confirmed and I know are coming along is uh first things first, I'm going to say uh obviously Final Fantasy Seven, part two. I've already said this, but I'm gonna say it again because I can't not say Final Fantasy Seven is I'm going to say this right now. It saved my life when I was younger. I love this game. I love Final Fantasy VII. It's it's one of my favorite RPG games ever made. And when they announced that they would be bringing it back and remastering it with brand new, beautiful graphics, making it one of the most cinematic games gaming experiences ever. And then they also confirmed that they wouldn't be able to fit it all on one disc. They were going to make it into a flipping three-parter game that you have to like and if you buy the actual physical copy you can get every part as they come out for free but you have to but you basically pay full price for the whole game you know by getting the physical i can't wait for part two to release because that's basically going to be its own full-length game just like how part one was its own you know uh full-length game so they're literally making like the whole game of final fantasy 7 which already back in the day needed two discs to be played Literally from beginning to end, they needed like needed to play disc one, and then when it got to the end of disc one, you then had to insert disc two, and create a whole new save file which would carry over the save data from disc one. Like you literally needed two save slots back on the PlayStation One to play the whole game. It was a massive, massive game, and the fact that they're doing this much detail to bring the best kind of experience for Final Fantasy VII. Is, is amazing, and I have, I have seen some of the sneak peeks they've done for Final Fantasy VII Part Two. It looks absolutely wonderful. They did they did Part One so beautifully well. I cannot wait for Final Fantasy VII Part Part Two. So that is one of that is a that is another one of them. And then finally, for my last most hyped uh, game at the moment, it has at the moment it's uh. Its release date is kind of TBC, but I'm pretty sure it is going to release at some point next year, and that is Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I absolutely oh, love Ratchet and Clank. You've been streaming that a lot, haven't you, I recently? Have, I have been streaming Ratchet and Clank, uh, the first, like the PlayStation 4 game, which is basically a remake of the of the first game, but it's... My dad! 
but it's a retelling in the sense <laughs> that it's an original it's an original take on it's an original take on the uh, on um, on the on the first game so it's completely brand new but it's it, it, it honestly even though we didn't get many Ratchet and Clank releases and we only got one on PlayStation 4 I don't care because oh my god I love I love this game so so much the graphics are I'm pretty sure you've tuned in to a bit of my live stream, babe. So you have seen the graphics. You've seen how beautiful yeah. they look. It feels like you're playing a Disney movie, in the sense that again, like something like Wreck It Ralph or things like you know, films that have these beautiful visuals and just you feel like you are playing a movie. It is absolutely incredible. It was an incredible game, and Ratchet and Clank ripped apart. Looks like it is utilizing the PlayStation 5's gameplay engine so, so wonderfully. The new Ratchet & Clank engine looks brilliant. I cannot wait to play it. And Ratchet and & Clank, and also not to mention the fact as well that Ratchet & Clank has always been one of those franchises that, you know, back during the earlier days, their, game, their games were goofy, yes, but they had the heart and soul and they did have some emotion put into the games. And I remember, especially during, like, I'm pretty sure if you had a PlayStation 3 or something back in the day, I'm pretty sure you remember the games of Tools of Destruction, Quest for Booty, and Crack in Time, and you remember how emotional those those storylines were in terms of in terms of Ratchet and Clank. I'm really happy because um, the games that came after, the couple of games that came out on PlayStation 3 as well after those games were more focused on the comedy than the heart of the actual franchise. And it kind of ruined the Ratchet and Clank vibe for a bit. And then this retelling kind of brought back my excitement for Ratchet and Clank. And then when I saw the trailer for Rift Apart and just and the fact that they're making it so Ratchet and Clank are split up, they're making it so there's a whole new character you could potentially play as, that the fact that they're literally having to save the whole multiverse and things like that, and that Ratchet and Clank may never you know see each other again. Those are the kind of, you know, that's the kind of storytelling I play those games for. So I'm very happy to see they are bringing back those. Um, I'm so just happy they're bringing back that that storytelling aspect of the Ratchet and Clank games, and I cannot wait to see what they do with. Um, I can't wait to see what they do with, you know, with with that. It's it's gonna be um, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. So yes, I will say that Halo Infinite, uh, Final Fantasy VII Part Two, and uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Those are my two most hyped games, and uh, Ratchet and Clank was my main. <laughs> and my and Ratchet and Clank is my and Ratchet and Clank is my go-to version reason for why I want to get a PlayStation Five. That and because PlayStation is my childhood, and it's always going to be the it's always going to be the brand I choose. It always before Xbox because because I've I, PlayStation was the first console I ever played back in the day. Spyro was the first game I ever played. And also, not to mention the fact that PlayStation Five excites me to boo because they've said they're not done with Spyro. They've said they're not done with Crash. We've already had Crash Four, which was the first original Crash game to release since, well, well, since actually, well, since two thousand nine, I believe, because that was when the Mind Over Mutant released. So the fact that they like eleven years later, we finally got an original Crash game, and they've confirmed. They're not done with Spyro. There's just so much to look forward to, you know? Same with Xbox and so many new mascots. And not to mention the fact as well, like, they've been talking, they, so many other mascots have been being brought back recently. Oh Xbox, my God, yes. Xbox, give us <laughs> Banjo-Kazooie, please. 
give us Banjo-Kazooie. Give us a Banjo-Kazooie remake or something. Like, the people have been demanding Banjo-Kazooie for ages, ever since Microsoft acquired the right, but they messed it up with nuts and bolts. Oh, God, I hate that game. Uh, give, us a, give us a new Banjo and Kazooie game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I agree there. So I think, obviously, just talking about those ones, um, just for a roundup before we end our little podcast, um, obviously, we'll do this again in December at the end of the month. Um, Sounds good. To mark to off the end of the year. But um, what has been, I think, your two... Actually, we'll do two favorite games that you've played this year so far. What are you the two? Just a quick roundup and summary. I'll let you go first. Okay. Um, are we talking like offline games? No, just any games that you've played that okay. this year. Your two favorite. Just like a quick. Um, you don't need to go into them. Just the two that you think you've just really enjoyed. Firstly, for bringing together my friends and for keeping me distracted during the tougher times of earlier lockdown, Apex Legends, always. I already loved it, but this year has brought out my love and respect for the devs and everything that game stands for so much more. It has helped me keep distracted and keep strong during those tougher, more lonely nights during the lockdowns. So Apex Legends is definitely one of them. And then also another thing which I'm very very thankful for sincerely is crash bandicoot 4 because it was the it was it's the as i say the first new crash original crash bandicoot game not a remaster none of that a brand new fully original game and i have had i have poured so many hours into it and i'm going to get a bit emotional here but i have poured so many hours into it and you know during these tough times you really tend to look back on what you were so lucky to have and to sort of have something, you know, new from your childhood to be able to play through. And it's something brand new. It's not just you re-experiencing something like a remaster. It's, 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 it's you playing something that you loved growing up. But it's something brand new. I'm so thankful for that. Generally, I'm so thankful to, for that. I'm, I, as I said, I'm getting a bit emotional here. But, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's you yeah, know, during the tougher times of lockdown, that, Having Crash 4 come out later this later this year was very, very helpful and definitely and also gave me so much hope for the future of Spyro and and which as a game in itself has saved my life so many times and always, you know, I can always count on that lovable that lovable goofy bandicoot and purple dragon to help bring me back to happiness. So that's what I'm going. To, that's what I'm going to say. My two favorite games have been Apex Legends and uh, Crash Bandicoot 4, and I. I tip my hat to the develop the wonderful developers of every game, and for bringing it to us even in the toughest of so times. So I guess I need to give my two. I think you can kind of tell which one of them going to be because my friends have nicknamed me Miss Addicted to this game. I think you know what it is. I have the nickname currently Addicted <laughs> to Destiny because oh, I, I have been loving Destiny too. That has just been my go-to <laughs> game at the minute, especially with Beyond Light that's just come out. I think that's just been it's just been a game that has allowed me to make friendships and to kind of oh my god my cat is just on me like attacking me <laughs> my pen ahead. Whoa! Oh, no. 
um I mean, it's just a game that's just allowed me to sit there and enjoy and find a story that I really, really like. And the amount of time I spend on it, I know it's bad, but I really, really like it. <laughs> and then oh, this one's really tough. Yeah, I this am one's really to tough, I think, for my second one, because it's between two games um, that I've been just grinding and grinding out. And I think... I think I it more over my like second favorite game is is very close um is Rogue Company obviously you know that I've played that one I always get caught the sweat in that game <laughs> Whoa, potato um you do for the amount of kills I normally get in a match um <laughs> but it's just those two games that I've been playing a lot of, especially <laughs> Rogue Company I've been playing since it came out for beta and it's just a game that I have been loving. Scorch is my main. I love everything they're doing at the minute and I'm very, very excited for the future to see what they're going to do, The new if they're going to bring any new people out and like any rogues out again. I'm just very, very excited to see where it goes. So I think that's kind of it for this episode, really. Mm. Just kind of wrap it up and just say thank you for hey, fucking my potato. Dude, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> right, say thank you for listening and I'll let you just say something I'd, as well. I'd... Yeah, I just want to say, I just want to say as well, again, thank you all so very much for listening. You're all such wonderful people, you're all such wonderful people, and also I want to say as well, because recently I've found my place on the Twitch platform, as well as my place as an occasional YouTuber who occasionally uploads YouTube gaming videos and has recently been trying out quite a few new things in terms of, you know, what I want to make for content, and there's a lot more exciting stuff, which I'm not going to talk about at the moment, but there's a lot more exciting stuff that I'm working with with friends behind the scenes on some ideas, so got that to come, and I just want to, I have, uh, I have this beautiful this beautiful um, girl that, I, that I've been talking with today to thank for this because I'll 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 admit you know when I started Twitch I didn't really think I would get anywhere I didn't think I would you know you know like I didn't think I would really you know like I mean yeah I'd get like people who watch my videos and stuff I didn't really think you know it'd be I just wanted to be just something fun to do at the side but the fact that I've found so many communities and so many various different places on Discord and more. It all started because uh, this brave, wonderful Cry. girl <laughs> here, who I love with all my heart, um, has. I'm being, I'm being serious here. I'm being serious here. This, be- this brave, beautiful girl here who deserves all the love. My other half, my Mrs. Canine, my Arsena, has uh, has helped and supported me and inspired me in ways no nobody on earth ever could. She is just perfect in every sense of the I word and it. i love her i love her with all my heart I love all you. on my on the and podcast thank you all again. <laughs> i already cried. i already cried during my crash too okay i i i like i'll take yeah. it as even <laughs> no, thank you all very much. I love all of you. I love all you canines. <laughs> so thank you for <laughs> listening to so Mrs. Canine, mm-hmm. and hopefully you tune in next time.